Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as a popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, cause Doug loves movies. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug, and I love Eurovision Song Contest, this story of Fire Saga. This is Doug Loves Movies. Coming to you once again from Dystopia for another Homes Alone edition. My guest today need no introduction except how would you know who, who they are if I don't introduce them. It's Karen Chi, Ian Carmel, and Oliver Robbins. Yay. Oh! Hey there. Hey. I never tell the guests what they're supposed to do at that point when they all get introduced simultaneously. There's really uh, no, you know, specific thing I guess you're supposed to do. We should we should try to harmonize, right? That's what we're supposed to do. <laughs> it just always sounds like a, like a reunion of three of the Muppets. <laughs> you know, just three random. Three random noises that come out of people when they get uh, introduced. Let's talk to each of you uh, individually and alphabetically, starting with first-time guest, Karen Chi is here. Hello, Karen. Hello. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. You're on the uh, East Coast, I suppose? Well, I actually was. I'm actually in Korea right now. Um, what? Because it's very random. Basically, I don't, I don't uh, recommend plane travel. <laughs> I don't want to come across like I'm traveling for fun. Um, but my grandma got very sick about a week ago. And so my parents and I like came here rather suddenly. And then she like pretty immediately started getting better. So now we're just in Korea. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So and, and you're just going to stay there till for the time being, I guess. I, I guess so. I mean, we're all working from home anyway, so it feels like even if it doesn't really matter where I am, yeah. What's the time difference, though? Well, I think it's 13 hours from New York, so right now here it's <laughs> 6 in the morning. Oh, no. Oh, you to oh, get up and do this? Thank you so much for that. Oh, no, no worries. It's, um, I'm very jet-lagged, so I would have been up anyway. Okay. Uh, and of course, you're a comedian and writer for uh, Late Night with Seth Meyers. Yeah. And um, 
I just wanted to know, because we've never met before, but and this is I've wondered about this. How many times have you had to do that bit on the show where you have to come out and, and defend one of your jokes? <laughs> oh, I think I've only had to do it once. But oh, so you're, so you're the best writer on the show then? No, 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 no. <laughs> there are lots of writers who have never had to defend a joke. I think the mine was <laughs> monumentally bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that bit the one time I'm saw, I saw it. I'm very glad to hear that it was just a one-time thing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, also joining us today is our buddy Ian Carmel. Hello. Hey, man. What's up, dude? How are you? I'm doing good. I've been, uh, you know, one of my high points, uh, one of the uh, silver linings, if that's even applies here, is uh, watching you as the uh, shining star of the CBS summer show Game On. Oh, my God. Thank you. You mean the one on uh, the Columbia Broadcasting System, Wednesdays at 8 o'clock? <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> where, uh, where Venus Williams and I uh, head off in a series of zany competitions against Rob Gronkowski and Bobby Lee. Yeah, and I got to say, you know, you're my favorite on there, but only because Bobby Lee never listens to this. I'll take whatever I can get. Listen, I will yeah. I'll fill up on table scraps, man. It will really it will hurt his feelings more to find out that you're better than him. I think, I think it absolutely would hurt his feelings more. Yeah, he doesn't need yeah. that. He doesn't need that. <laughs> I know, He's I'm a... lousy. <laughs> and so of all that crazy stuff you do on the show, all, all those crazy uh, stunts and games, ha have you injured anything? Um, no, just general, like, fat guy soreness after doing, like, uh, physical activity. But <laughs> no injuries. Bobby Lee did injure himself. He, like, tore his hamstring Slipping on a pool of water caused by David Ortiz hitting baseballs at him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which will make sense once you see the game on the show. Bobby, like, hurt himself. Uh, and then he also got hurt uh, wrestling a sumo wrestler, which we both had to do, in an episode that I don't think has come out yet. But uh, I, made out of, I made it out of it unscathed, but very sweaty and out of breath. How many, more, how many weeks are there total? Uh, eight total. I think there's three more weeks left now. Yeah, it's yeah. been it's been my my favorite new thing of the. Uh, I mean, it would have been a summer show either way, I guess. Uh, I, th I think so too. It's got summer show not. written all over it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was perfect. It's perfect <laughs> summer show. There's a lot of uh, a lot of falling down, but I just like the uh, dynamic between you and all the other uh, the guests, and uh, you have real real uh, real good. Uh, uh, David Ortiz, though, he was a real loose cannon, right? R Real loose cannon. Real athletes in general kind of don't know how to act. Really, you know what I mean? They'll say they'll say a lot of stuff that get, ends up getting cut out. <laughs> it's like the best way I can put it. You know what I mean? Like uh, just like a lot of jokes where you're like, "Ooh, this is this is network at eight o'clock. That's not going to make it on TV." But in while doing that, they're also like really really fun. It's it's crazy. Like you're sitting next to there, like next to J.R. Smith, and you're both at the same job. It's really crazy. Well, I, uh, you know, I'm excited that you're on there and that they, you know, the, the, every promo on CBS for it is you screaming something at the end about bringing the ruckus and it's, oh, yeah. uh, it's really, uh, it's super fun. I'm good at and, getting the loud, the last loud line out before a commercial. So if you ever need me for that, I'm, I'm your man. Okay. Yeah. Just, uh, we got one commercial break on the show. I'll let you know when it's, if coming. you want me to just be like Robert Zemeckis, not in my house, just let me know and we can do <laughs> okay. it. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly what we're looking for. 
if you could stick around afterwards and give us a few wild lines as well. That'd you got it. I'm in the biz. I get it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking to somebody in the biz, I'm so excited to meet the, another first timer uh, on the show. When I heard that uh, this gentleman wanted to be on the program, I was uh, very excited to say yes. You know him as Robbie in the original, the OG poltergeist. It's Oliver Robbins. Hello, Oliver. Hello there. How are you doing? I'm doing great. This is so exciting to uh, sort of meet you. Yeah, uh, via meeting via this Zoom device. But uh, it's it's very exciting to see that now uh, all grown up. Because I'm sure you. I mean, tell us how you you have now written and directed a, a feature film. And you must have been inspired all the way back to uh, working with Toby Hooper and uh, Steven Spielberg. Well, that's what really got me started in filmmaking. Uh, Mr. Spielberg on the set gave me this fancy Super 8 camera and I began shooting with it. And after that, he said, I told him, I said, Steven, I want to be a filmmaker. I want to struggle for my entire life and never make any money as a filmmaker. And he said, if you really want to achieve that, go to USC film school. No, he didn't say that part, but he definitely <laughs> said, go to USC film school. And that's exactly what I did. And I've been making films since college pretty much. Um, and we, I did this last little movie called celebrity crush. And it's about this psycho fan, which picks up this guy at this re, uh, the signing for this, this movie that he was in in the 1980s called chain face clown. And, uh, so basically she seduces him, takes her to her place. And then he basically becomes her prisoner. And it's kind of a black comedy with horror elements in it. And, uh, and I acted in this thing. I hadn't acted in 30 years and it, it was a lot of fun to really do. And you have this movie, uh, where, where is it currently available? It is now available everywhere right now. It's available on, I think, uh, not Hulu, but I think Fandango, iTunes, and all, basically all the digital platforms right now. Right on, right on. And uh, so I'm just going to say it. Are you tired of people asking you about the supposed uh, Airplane 2 curse? It's all true. It's all true. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And it, Everything that happened, everything they say, and everything you read, I was haunted, and I've been cursed my entire <laughs> life, and now I live in a closet, and I never reveal my address, and I move from house to house whenever I possibly can, because, you know, the spirits are, are chasing after me after the curse of poltergeist. These are all things people really say about you? No, they actually, you know, believe it or not, um, people always ask me about the curse, and you know... I think all movies have like a mythology behind them. And, you know, what happened on that movie was just so horribly tragic. Um, but, you know, honestly, making a movie was such an amazing experience. And I loved working with, you know, Mr. Spielberg and Toby. And it was just it was some, a life-changing experience. And I just had such a great time. And we were such a family on that. And I really believe, you know, all the events that took place were the horrible events that took place afterwards were really unrelated. And, you know, people really just connect the dots to make up, you know, this urban legend. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's always interesting when, the, you know, when there's coincidences that you can, you know, sit around and pretend or, you know, mean, have a much bigger meaning. Exactly. Um, there was just, you know, such ra radically different tragic deaths uh, sur surrounding that movie. And then, of course, when the older gentleman that was in uh, uh, part two, when he died, he was 90-something. Like, that's not part of a curse. Well, actually, Julian Beck, he was a fine, you know, he started a drama school, I believe, in New York, Manhattan. And he was dying of cancer even before he started the movie. Um, and the studio had to self-insure. And he was such a kind and such a gentle man. 
Um, and he was doing what he truly loved to do to the very last day. And, he, and he, I think he knew he was going to pass on um, before or even during the production. Um, but he was doing what he truly loved. And I, I think that's really all that mattered to him. Well, I, uh, I'm very happy to have you here. And I could, uh, I could talk uh, poltergeist and that, that crazy-ass tree outside your bedroom. I could talk about that. Yeah, that, uh, that was pretty scary. All day long. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was pretty scary, all those things they did to me. You know, it was like on that set, they were like, you know, today we're going to do this. We're going to have this tree come after you, and tomorrow we're going to have a clown doll attack you. And I was, I was 10, 11 years, old, 11 years old, and I was like, that, that sounds like fun. Yeah, well, you, you did a good job of looking like it wasn't fun at all in the movie. It's a, uh, it's a terrifying uh, film, and... Uh, Thank you for being here, and also I enjoyed hearing you as you're a you know longtime adult now, and you still refer to him as Mr. Spielberg. That was yeah. Uh, I I have such a great respect for him, and I always look at him that way. And he is you know he's a master filmmaker. So um, you know it's funny. I was working at the studio on this film, and they even said to me, they said you know would, would Stephen look at this? Would Stephen give us notes? And these are guys who've made a, a lot of big studio movies and made hundreds of millions of dollars, but we all look up to them. I wonder if Karen, when she got up at 5.30 in the morning, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Korea time was like, you know what? I'm really ready to hunker down and talk about poltergeist. <laughs> no, I'm, this is exciting. I'm loving it. Doesn't everyone so do that? They get up early in the morning and they want to talk poltergeist at 5 a.m.? <laughs> Also, I just woke up, and I'm not getting any credit for it just because I happen to be in L.A. That's not fair at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, 2 o'clock is early on a Sunday. Ian is the real hero here, and we're really not appreciating him enough. Thank you very much. I think I should be put forward here uh, more often, and, and uh, my sacrifices should be noted. They are. They're noted. Thank you. <laughs> What was the, Ian on the uh, All Fantasy Everything podcast? What was the like the last thing that you drafted? Oh, what was the last thing we drafted? Um, it's been a minute since you've done one. We I, we actually just recorded one earlier today, but we're 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 banking them because I'm going to drive up to Portland, Oregon to see my family soon, uh, so we won't be able to record them. The last thing, the last topic we did, I think, was we just had Eddie Pepitone on. That's what it was. And we drafted animals we'd like to be. Oh, yeah. And what, so what did you end up on? What's your I, animal? I, I don't know if I remember all five because we each pick five things, but I definitely took a, a tiny little show pony that everyone's very proud of. You know, when you go to right. like a fair or whatever and there's like a lot of big horses, but then there's a little one with like bangs and like it doesn't know it's small. So it kind of does all the stuff that big horses do. I'm like a giant dude, so I've always admired their sort of pluck and uh, also all the admiration they get. So I think it was that, a killer whale, a Persian cat, and a, and a whale shark, and I forget the fifth one. Whatever it is, you can't, you, I don't think you can possibly name an animal that's just one word. No, no. <laughs> a one an, an animal that's just one word? <laughs> yeah. Uh, orca. That would fit this category. <laughs> 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 no fancy little show ponies like uh, like between I, I can't count that high but yeah many numbers uh, all right well hopefully you'll be a fancy little winning show pony today because we're gonna play uh, a couple of games and this is the part of the show where i say let the games begin <laughs> um this first game is called pardon the expression abc these nuts 
and it's a uh, spelling game, which means that uh, we'll go alphabetically like we did in the intro. So Karen will go first, and then Ian, and then Oliver. And uh, we're going to spell, in honor of your movie, Robbie, we're going to spell Celebrity Crush. And the idea is I'll come to each of you with a letter uh, in sequence in the word Celebrity Crush. And whatever letter I give you, uh, you just name any movie that begins with that letter. But I wrote down, I wrote down ahead of time uh, a movie for each letter. If you match the one that I wrote, you know, magically, uh, then you automatically win this game. But otherwise, all you got to do is name a movie that begins with the letter. And there will be a theme emerging as we go along. Okay. Could this be any more complicated? I don't think so. Can we get a, li can we get a lifeline? Can we, uh, uh, no lifelines. Okay. <laughs> well, you could, uh, you could ask somebody on the street. <laughs> okay. I got out my window. <laughs> what a horrible, horrible lifeline. Horrible lifeline on Cash Cab now to roll down your window and ask me to come over and lean in and talk to you. <laughs> uh, Karen, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, all the way in Korea. This is crazy. Uh, <laughs> uh, name any movie that begins with the letter C. Um, okay. Uh, Cheaper by the Dozen. That's a perfect one. Which, the original or the one with Steve Martin? <laughs> the one with Steve Martin. <laughs> of course. And then I think they even got it. They squeezed out a Cheaper by the Dozen 2 out of that as well. They did. Just as good, I might say. Was it really? It was uh, one of those sequels that actually lives up to the original? Yeah, and I loved the original. I watched it, like, all the time when I was little. <laughs> uh, everybody has movies that hit them at a certain age, and then they, uh, they st stay with them for life. That's true. I remember Milo the and Otis called... was for me. Oh, sorry, go ahead. You, the Adventures of Milo and Otis is your... Uh... No, that one just stuck with, with me as a little kid. I remember watching it, and yeah. then I, it was one of those ones I watched like 150 times. And as a little kid, you were never concerned about that they just put kittens in a basket and just throw it off a cliff? That's why I liked it. I was a very, <laughs> very dark child. <laughs> I knew. <laughs> you knew it was going to be you being thrown off a basket. That's right. In a basket on CBS. It was like, right, exactly. Yeah. Now, this challenge is Milo and Otis thing. How many, how many times can you die in a creek? <laughs> Uh, the movie I wrote down for the letter C is called Cecil B. Demented, a uh, John Waters movie. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Yeah, so uh, we'll see if uh, when we have more titles, more of a th figure out the theme better. Uh, e is the next letter, and that's for you, Ian. Just any movie that begins with E. Every which way but loose. Oh, wouldn't it be crazy if I had written down every which way you can? Oh, and I got, I was so close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of sequels, uh, I went with a movie called Eight and a Half, the uh, Federico Fid oh. Fellini classic. Oh. Yeah, it begins with E, strangely enough. Um, L is the next letter for Oliver to take a stab at. I'm going to go with Last Picture Show, the McDonovich film. Oh, that mm. is a really good, you certainly seem to have gleaned what we're driving at here with these titles but i went with and maybe it's just a you know based on my location i went with la la land 
Oh, yeah. La La Land. E is the next letter, Karen. Um, I would say E.T. The extraterrestrial? Yeah. <laughs> that one? <laughs> <laughs> what if I were like the other E.T.? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they never, they, uh, that was one where they never went back to the E.T. well, but the, one of the Star Wars prequels has like a ton of uh, little E.T. looking guys hanging around in that big council meeting. That has oh, that's right. 3,000 people at it. They could have just done it over Zoom. I don't know why they had to all be there. <laughs> they're, 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 I can't believe Star Wars doesn't have Zoom technology. Um, that's a really good point. It's, if you're not a, if you're not gonna go via if you're not gonna be a hologram you can't go you can't yeah you gotta like load yourself into a droid send the droid to another planet it's a whole like there's a lot of rigmarole there yeah, yeah. and I'm gonna stop talking about this before we make Star Wars people mad at us um, E is the next letter oh I already said it you already answered I wrote down enter laughing you remember that it was based on a play. And it was a movie about uh, a guy trying to become a comedy writer. No, I should watch that. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if it's any good or not. Uh, B is the next letter going to Ian. Ooh, Beauty and the Beast. Nice. <laughs> Have you ever had to play a game uh, with Venus on the show that's called that? Be no, but that would have been perfect. <laughs> <laughs> season two? Maybe season two. <laughs> I, well, we have to navigate around a bunch of like dancing teapots and stuff you know <laughs> i mean i would be stunned if this that show doesn't get a season two i mean it might if they're you know you can't if there's no people standing near each other anymore but i mean what with what with the state of things who knows yeah. everything's up in the air yeah, up in the true. air is one of the games we've done though it's me dangling from the roof that's the entire thing that sounds exciting it I is you, <laughs> i love that concept did you win? I did. I dangled. I did. I did you dangle. This? I've dangled in, in four different games on the show. They love dangling a big fat guy. And you know what? They're right. It's a funny thing to see. <laughs> it's never not entertaining. Right. There's always that chance you're going to, it's going to go from seeing a fat guy dangling to a fat guy falling hard on the floor. Right. Exactly. There's nothing funnier than that. Also, there's a good chance I'm full of candy. So the pinata rule is in effect. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that candy, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> that candy came from a bad place. Um, okay. Uh, R is the next. Oh, I, B was, uh, I wrote down being John Malkovich. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. R is the next letter for Oliver. I will go with Roadhouse. That classic. That's such a classic. It is. Uh, it's, you I know. It was a philosophical movie. Everything you need to know about life, you could learn from Roadhouse. You know, how to handle oh, yeah. situations. You know, Patrick Swayze summed it up for all of us. Do you think maybe somebody out there should make a, you know, a, a meme or something where they put a mask on his character from Roadhouse? Yeah, they should. Because you know. he was a tough dude, but he would have wore a mask. For I, sure. I, I remember oh, yeah. he did like Tai Chi in it, too. He wasn't just physical brawn and power. It was all motivated through emotional power as well. Yeah, that guy really, that guy was mystical. 
Pain don't hurt, but pandemics do, you know, that could be, <laughs> that could maybe be the meme. I think that's works. I think it'll work perfectly. Nobody wins yeah. the pandemic. There it is. <laughs> or, or his other, uh, his other catchphrase could be on, you know, it could be on the mask. It could just say, be nice. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't have to be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but we could leave the "till you don't have to be nice" part out of it because that just implies it's going to get ugly. Yeah. Um, did I say Rosemary's Baby? Ooh, no. 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 That's what I wrote. Well, Roadhouse and Rosemary are very close. You know, they really are. One yeah, you win so far. In movies that are most similar. Yeah, I really. Yeah, they're they're all horror <laughs> movies in a way. Wait, are there yeah. like little mini prizes that we can be getting right now? Um, not really. No, it's like if you match me, you just win the game. And, um, you know, if there was an audience, you'd be playing for somebody in the audience. They'd be very excited. Uh, uh, but when we do it via Zoom, it's really just personal pride is the only thing anybody wins. Gotcha, I, gotcha. Feel, I feel like you're all full of it already. I think you, you know, you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're all full of it. <laughs> uh, but uh, what is a, a movie that begins with the letter I? Um, um, and it's Karen's turn. The Incredibles. That's a great, great one. It's so um, yeah. Everybody, it was interesting. People uh, feel like um, Incredibles 2 was turned out really good, but it just got so overshadowed by the newness of the um, that's a Spider-Verse movie. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's true. Those were both really good movies that came out in the same month, right? Yeah, but Spider-Verse was so fresh, and Incredibles was, you know, a sequel, so we knew the characters and whatever. Um, so people say that, that they thought that's what sort of hurt Incredibles' steam a little bit. Incredibles 2, I should say. But I did think it was good. I, I got I to gotta see it again sometime, because I, I just watched it the one time. Great story! <laughs> I said... <laughs> For the letter I, I, the reason I went into that long story is for the letter I, I had written Incredibles 2. Just kidding. I, <laughs> I wrote down, do you remember that crazy-ass documentary, I'm Still Here? Yes. With Joaquin Phoenix, where he was just going around being weird on talk shows and stuff. Yeah, that's like when he went on Letterman with, the, with like the beard and the sunglasses and everything, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Have you, have either of you on... Uh, Seth Myers or or, or um, the other one. Have Jim, you uh, Jim Corden? Corden. Have you either um, either of you experienced like a top notch crazy guest? I guess I wouldn't want you to name names, but <laughs> I actually don't think so. We also the writers don't really interact with the guests on the show unless we already know them personally, in which case we can like go over and say hi. But I don't. I don't think so. I went over once. I guess I was the crazy one is when Emma Thompson was on her show. I'm such a big fan and I couldn't bring myself to say hi to her. So I just sort of lurked the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> I remember our head writer being like, why are you back here? And I was like, please pretend like I'm not here. <laughs> I go do that too. Just like on the off chance that like Mel Brooks will be like that guy, that's yeah. the guy I need in my next picture. Like that's going to happen. <laughs> I finally found a young Dom DeLuise. <laughs> Can I tell you something? That is the second time someone has referred to me as a young Dom DeLuise this week, and I'm loving it. I'll soak it all up. That's a compliment. I, I 100% agree. Genius. That dude was hilarious. He was the so funny. Yeah. 
No, I mean him laughing made everybody made the world laugh. It was crazy. Like yeah. he didn't even have to. Yeah. <laughs> but he was really good at you know his timing was great. Oh, it was great. Uh, so yeah, so good good job being like him, Ian. Um, what <laughs> <laughs> letter are we on? Oh, we're on T, so that always gets tricky because, of course, a lot of movies begin with the, with the. What do you think, Ian? Ooh, it's on me. Uh, I'm going to go with Terminator. Isn't it? I think two, it is. <laughs> Judgment Day. <laughs> Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Okay. Yeah. I said The Truman Show. Oh, that's a different, that's a very different movie. <laughs> yeah. Both kind of post-apocalyptic, though. You know? They are, yeah. Yeah. You know? For sure. Yeah, there's, it's a, the theme is a, a high up for a lot of interpretation. Uh, what do you think uh, is the letter Y? What do you think I'd do with that? Uh, that's a, that was a tough one for me, Oliver. As, how are you feeling yeah. about it? I. I, I almost cheated, but I didn't. But the first movie that popped in my mind <laughs> was the, uh, the film Yes Man. Remember that? Oh, yeah. yes. Yes. I saw that. I loved it. I mean, I thought it was such a fun film. A simple concept, but it was just, it, it was like a laugh riot. I loved it as a kid. Yeah, but that sexist title has got to go. Yeah, well, uh, revise it for this, uh, the remake. <laughs> Remake they should just change it to yes, yes, yes. <laughs> or just yes people. Just not yes, yes man, but yes people. Yes world. Yes world, yeah. So yeah. Collective I want to yes live in people. yes world. The collective yes. Well, I went with a very uh, kind of depressing documentary because it takes a really deep, hard look at uh, the documentary about Showgirls, the movie Showgirls. And that film was called You Don't Know Me. No, never seen it. Yeah, I, I don't know if I can recommend it. It's a lot of really sitting and thinking about uh, the movie Showgirls. Yeah, that, that movie which has, is, it had, some, it had which, some good things in it, you know. It's a pretty disturbing uh, movie, but it is also like a lot of people's favorite, uh, you know, kind of uh, bad movie to, to, to laugh at. It's really a, it's, it's been a strange road for that, that film. Uh, C is the next letter for back to Karen. You got any ideas? Karen? We lost Karen. Oh, did we lose <laughs> Karen? Oh, no. What happened in Korea? Ooh. Karen. What do you think? Let's see. Let's, let's hey, check Doug. in with producer Ryan. Hey, Doug. Producer Ryan here. Uh, yeah, it looks like Karen just, um, as we were waiting for her to respond, uh, it kicked her out of the Zoom call. So let's see. Hopefully she'll try to rejoin, and I'll, I'll make a note to edit this part out. Or, actually, though, we could. Uh, I could just, uh, you know, throw out a commercial right here for so I give us a second to <laughs> wait for her sure she's gonna come back i feel it she's coming yeah i feel it too so let's uh leave all that stuff in ryan and i'll, I'll just say let's uh, go to a quick commercial break and uh, and we'll, we'll see if we can gather up uh, figure out how to get in touch with karen while we do that we'll be right back 
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. All right, we're back, and Karen is back with us. What happened, Karen? I'm so sorry. My Zoom just froze, and I basically, because I couldn't see any of your faces, I couldn't tell what was going on. Um, but I have disconnected and reconnected to the Wi-Fi like a woman in STEM, so now I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, hope it, uh, I hope it works, and um, thank you for, uh, for reconnecting. <laughs> Thank uh, you. I hope logs off for some reason next time. No, it's because I'm actually pissed off at you. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> or you're the subject of a DDoS attack because yeah. I've employed Anonymous to try to win this game. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we were, uh, the letter was a C, right? Oh, is it my turn? I think so. Okay. I think that's um, where we, it was funny because we thought you were just taking a while to think about it before <laughs> answering. I'm sorry. Um, the letter C, uh, call me madam. Oh, okay. Uh, I went with this movie called, I, I bet, I don't know if any of you have heard of it. I don't know why you would have, maybe. Clouds of Seals Maria. Have you heard of that? No. I think I have heard of that for some reason. Yeah, it's a, uh, you know, it was played. It played in American theaters for a while, a couple of years ago, and uh, I, I liked it. But it also fits in with the uh, theme. R is the next letter, Ian. Ooh, R. And Roadhouse is already off the board. This is tricky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Redemption Road, a revolutionary road. Revolutionary road. I mean, there's so many roads. There's so many roads. Don't get started yeah. on the streets. I'm like, for yeah. God's sake, revolutionary <laughs> road. Okay. I went with Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Oh. R.I.P. Mm. <laughs> we miss them every day. We miss them every day. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, is the next uh, letter for uh, Oliver. I am going to go with Under the Tuscan Sun. Ooh. Oh, oh my God, my heart skipped because when you said under the, you were just one word away from matching me. Damn. We went from road to I was so close. I felt your energy. I wrote down under the, under the rainbow. Oh. Remember, that was a movie about uh, the making of Wizard of Oz wow. and how all the little people were maniacs. Wow. Yeah. There's scenes of like Chevy Chase and, and uh, what's her name, Carrie Fisher. Oh, uh, I think I lost everyone just for a moment there. Okay, I'm back. Sorry about that. Oh, 
Oh, that's okay. Did you, you hear? Did you hear? Oh. Under the rainbow is about uh, little people from Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I don't know what you were referencing before you were talking about that, but yeah, Under the Rainbow was great. <laughs> How did yeah. Carrie Fisher and Chevy Chase enter a documentary about the Wizard of Oz? No, it's a it's a narrative feature. About, oh, yeah, it was about, it's about it's it was about, about making the Wizard of Oz, kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's about the making of it, but it was but the main point they were making is that the uh, the little people were out of control, like they trashed the hotel. Oh my God! You yeah, probably and, and it's a comedy and it's not funny. And um, <laughs> but, but my favorite my favorite part is when you know how we use you, old timey elevators. You get in and you call which level you want to go to. Yeah, <laughs> there's this big guy and there's a little person standing next to him, and the big guy says uh, ballroom, and then the little guy moves a few feet away. <laughs> oh oh, it's. Oh. So Oh. <laughs> this is the worst. Okay, um, uh, where are we at now? S, yes, yes. S, and uh, it's back to Karen. I think. Okay, I'd say um, Spy Kids. That's a great one. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so many sequels with really complicated titles I could never uh, remember. Yeah, um, the Finger Family. Mm-hmm. I went with a movie called Singing in the Rain. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I should have thought of that. <laughs> and finally, we're down to the H. There's no losers here. There's just three guests who played a game. And um, it's almost like the Twilight Zone, like where there just isn't a, a, a win or a loss. It's just we got through it. But it's our satisfaction of playing the game. Yeah, I hope there's somebody's having some satisfaction. Ian? <laughs> An H movie? H movie. That, H. I'm going to go ahead just for fun. Uh -huh. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that all these movies are about, uh, oh. you know, actors and acting and filmmaking. Oh. oh so yeah. It's about actors and acting and filmmaking. Hard, yeah, it's Day's, Night. Like Hard Day's Night? Oh. That would kind of work, I, I guess. guess it's a, it, I guess it's a hard day's night. I don't if know if it was that like more counts. like, you know, I took the title of uh, Oliver's movie Celebrity Crush and just thought, well, you know, movies with, you know, just that are about celebrities and it just sort of melded into uh, actors. And a couple of years ago, the Coen brothers entered into that category when they made uh, Hail Caesar. Oh, yeah. That one is on, that's on Netflix right now. And I've been just sort of throwing it on. That's a good hang, that movie. Yeah, yeah it's got some musical numbers that are kind of weird. Yeah. Communism, <laughs> musical numbers. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Describing movies as a good hang. I feel like that's, a, that's like a great way to, like, to make a genre of film. They, those are a lot of those Coen Brother movies are kind of like that, where you're just like, I'd like to be in the same room as this energy for like a couple hours. Yeah, that's so nice. I don't want to be scared and I don't want to cry because of a movie. I just want to be like, oh, this is chill. I'm yeah. the same way. I'm hanging on by a thread as it is. I don't need any help from Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a unique sensibility too. That's only the Coen Brothers have. You know, which is so cool. It really, you're you're so right. It's 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 really like their their point of view is so solid. Yeah, they're like, uh, you know, one of the few modern filmmaking, you know, 
you know, they're practically like one unit the way they direct and produce and write. Uh, but other auteurs aren't, uh, aren't going back to period films so often and also defining how period films are, you know, like they're the guys that are making those. Yeah. Especially when it comes to like ones that are, have comedy and drama and strange violence, like their movies have so many elements in them. You can't, you can't ever, uh, like some of them like Hail Caesar are more fun than others. Like some become a bad hang if you uh, know what I mean. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, it celebrates the most fun parts of Hollywood's past too. And and they put it through, you know, even you could say rose colored glasses, how we look at it. And that's so kind of refreshing. And we need that. We need that kind of feel good feeling right now. I love though, when, uh, when Hail Caesar came out, you know, they, there were lots of commercials for it. You know, it was a big push from the studio. And then uh, uh, Jonah Hill was on uh, SNL as host. And he said, uh, I'm currently starring in Hail Caesar, if you believe the commercials. <laughs> <laughs> because he's all over the commercials and then he's barely in the movie. He's barely in the movie. That's so funny. <laughs> right. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. But it was so funny to just see him burning them on opening weekend that he's not really in it that much. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, okay, so that means that we don't officially have a winner, which means that uh, Karen gets to go first in this next game because, uh, you know, the winner goes first, but we have to f- flip it over to uh, uh, back to alphabetical order. But everybody gets a chance to go first in this game that has been that is being renamed being rechristened on this episode you guys are on a historical episode oh wow yeah yeah (laughs) because this game was called popularity contest but it's a um it's a game where i realized someone pointed out to me that i on the imdb uh database uh you know on the website or the app you can pick a movie <clears throat> and then click on popularity to reveal a list of the cast members in that movie in the order of their current popularity. That like that moment when you choose to look it up. Oh, oh wow. interesting. Oh. Yeah. It's, that feature. And it's really, yeah, it's not a great feature to find out about if you're in movies and TV shows. Because... <laughs> You you'll want to know like where you ranked, and I'll I'll just tell Ian you ranked pretty well on on the game on regular list. Oh, that's excellent news! <laughs> you managed you managed to rank higher than some of the others. That's right. <laughs> Take that, Landon Donovan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's that people. It's what people are searching on IMDb, so they probably tend to search. Uh, movie titles or or maybe people that are um you know in the news for one reason or another like when someone passes away i think oh, that yeah. increases increases their popularity on imdb for for a time so that's why the name suggested by pirate techno uh on the uh social media uh suggested that i now call this game and i am calling it from now on weird algorithm 
<laughs> I have to come clean about the IMDb thing. I do get a lot of hits just from people who forget Dom DeLuise's name, though. And they're just <laughs> like, Ian Carmel? And it's like, do you mean Dom DeLuise? And they're like, that's right, yes. <laughs> They're searching old Ian Carmel. <laughs> old Ian. <laughs> Italian Ian Carmel. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to name a movie, and then okay. I'll go to you, Karen, and all you got to do is name whoever you think will be listed as the most popular person in that movie, uh, according to IMDb. And uh, if you name the first place, uh, the person who's first, you get three points, two for second one for third people can you guys can all guess the same thing if you want if a person guessing ahead of you says something you like you can just uh share their answer the idea is to just try to strategically end up with more points in the end okay and these are you're assuming we will know the movies that you say i'm hoping you will know the movie <laughs> but i'm happy to describe it further without naming the actors if okay, uh, great. if anybody needs that <laughs> <laughs> plus also like i said once somebody starts suggesting who they think it might be then the cat's out of the bag it's not like uh, you're not going to be privy to that information so it all it all should all come together and like and you can also you know you can pass and decide who you want to pick after the other guys if you don't know what if you are not familiar with Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Never oh. seen it. Sorry. No, just kidding. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the, oh, my God. The main guy. <laughs> he's married to Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> that's, I think that's how he's listed. On, that should uh, count. That guy. should count. <laughs> Mr. Sarah Jessica Parker is who I'm thinking of. <laughs> Okay, so Matthew we know who you, Ma- we know who you mean. That's okay. the important thing is we know who you mean, and you can you can change your. I'll, I'll ask everybody to lock in their answer in a second. Uh, who do you think it is, Ian? Uh, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> right, he shows up as a delinquent who uh, flirts with somebody, and yeah, couple scenes towards the uh, end of the film. Uh, what do you think, Oliver? Um, Matthew Broderick. I was just going. That's his name. <laughs> yes. You're confident in Matthew Broderick? Yes. I'm gonna go with him. Okay. I'm I'm not I'm not I wasn't teasing you guys or kidding when I said that the algorithm is very strange. And uh I don't even I, I've been playing this game for a little while now and I don't know what the heck's going on. So uh I'll start at number six for this one because I just think it's interesting. Hmm. Uh, the guy who plays Cameron Ferris Bueller's buddy, uh, who gets his dad's car ruined because Ferris is a dick. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, um, he's played by Alan Ruck. Oh, he's in Succession. Succession, yeah. 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 And Speed, too. Speed. Yeah, remember that not one? Speed. He's not in Speed, too. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Just the first speed. Although maybe he shows up in the second speed, but it's on, it's on a cruise ship, and I, I think it's a completely different. Uh, Nobody's seen speed, too, so there's no way to know. It's eluded scientists. <laughs> <from this. laughs> it can't be seen with the naked eye. <laughs> he's in the outtakes. He's, a, he's just wandering the back, like background of the pier eating a, uh, like a ice water. Yeah. <laughs> in disguise, too. <laughs> he's... <laughs> All right, you are going to love this, everybody. Uh, coming in at number five 
is Ferris Bueller himself, Matthew Broderick. Wow. <laughs> That's how savage this thing is. Wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, the same algorithm put Ian Carmel thinks he's more popular than Venus Williams. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. I've never lost. I've never lost at Wimbledon, and Venus has like one or two times. So yeah, add that up. She does have those losses to to drag yeah. her down. <laughs> she won it um, five times, but she's also lost, and I never have. <laughs> um, uh, you gonna say something, Karen? Oh, no, I was just going to say, I regularly favorite Ian's tweets on Twitter. I don't know if I've ever favorited a Venus Williams tweet before. So, What more proof do you need? There it is. <laughs> I don't think she tweets. Yeah, you know what? That's not fair. Here. <laughs> Someone in her team tweets. Someone, <laughs> Someone in her team, when, when something happens to her, someone on her team runs out and tweets it and then runs back to their place like a ball boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's that should be how you should have to tweet it should have to involve that it would cut down on a lot of the problems twitter has i think yeah do you crawl out of something and then tweet and then crawl back where you came um so but no points for this but good call on on figuring it out charlie sheen is listed fourth oh uh, an actress who was um, in a lot of things around that time, but only has a couple lines in this movie, came in third, and that's Christy Swanson. Oh, oh damn. damn! Yeah. And then, I mean, yeah. uh, for whatever reason, people are more into the women of Ferris Bueller than the dudes, because number two is Jennifer Grey, yeah. uh, uh, Ferris's sister, and number one is Mia Sarah, Ferris's uh, gal pal. Right. Mia Sarah is number one? Mia Sarah, number one. That's that was, why I wrote this down, because when I clicked on it, I went, that is amazing. That she was, uh, like, she was like a legend at that time, too. I think she, mm -hmm. she was really, yeah. like, I she think was, every guy had a crush on her, you know. Yeah, she was effortless in her uh, acting, and, uh, you know, but then also didn't really care about the showbiz grind, I don't think, so I don't know. Good for her. She was so, she's just so cool in Ferris Bueller's day off, man. Just like, yeah. she's just so cool. Like you said, effortless, completely. So chill. So chill. Like that's, you. the movie has a lot of tense parts because Ferris Bueller is always about to be caught. But when she's around, it's very chill. Yeah. Okay, so nobody got any points, which is a great way to start. We got two more rounds. <laughs> Everybody's getting into the swing of it and we're all, having a wonderful time according to me we'll start with you ian co-signed okay here we go who do you think is the most popular person in a movie called serendipity okay uh kate beckinsale she is in it indeed i'm going beckinsale you're going beckinsale i like I'm going beckinsale over the other lead because you can't think of who that is or I know who he, I have him in my I know I do know who it is now. I do who know who it is now, but I definitely <laughs> thought of her first. Uh yeah, I'm going back in sale. Okay, Oliver. Um I I would probably say the same thing. Maybe no let me say John Cusack. I, he was in it, right? I'm thinking of the yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, Cusack was in it. Uh had to run around all over the place to try to find Kate Beckinsale. 
I think – does she try to look for him at all, or does she just live her life? Remember, I, I forget. She looks too. I think. I think she looks too a little Mutual. bit. They both. They both have like openings in relationships in their lives. So they kind of go back to, you know, it's just one of those movies where they finally get together at the end. Uh, sorry to spoil it for everybody. Should, yeah. She. But writes, they have. He writes his name in a book or something, and then she. Has, yeah. She writes her name, her number in a book, and he finds that book right before he's about to get married. I think. Yeah. And then, and the number she wrote in the book was "fuck you," <laughs> and he gets so angry that he leaves his wedding and hunts her down. That that would be perfect for the remake. I'm starting to think. You know, a little more edgy. Uh, Karen, have you ever seen this movie? I haven't, but I actually, so I'm going to say Eugene Levy because the only reason I know he's in this movie is that I went on like a Wikipedia Eugene Levy like. A whole and that was listed as one of the films and so i was like oh maybe i'll watch this because he's in it well i'll tell you right now you can save yourself the trouble because while eugene levy's amazing he just plays a guy in a uh, clothing store that john cusat yells at for 10 minutes because he because he wants he wants him to look into the records and find this woman's uh, name and information because she she bought something at that store Oh, and well. Eugene he just keeps telling him no, which it's a funny scene, I guess, but <laughs> he's, he's not uh, in it as much as I would like to see Eugene Levy. You're much better off just with Schitt's Creek or any of the uh, Christopher Guest movies. Okay, good to know. Thank you. <laughs> he's so great, though. Um, okay, uh, so... He did manage to... Uh, so everybody, uh, final, everybody locked in, final answer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So Eugene Levy did manage to make number four, which is, like I said, is great considering he's only got that one part in the movie. Uh, three was uh, the lady that John Cusack's character ends up with for a little while, Bridget Moynihan. Oh, the the mother of uh, one Tom Brady's first kid. They had a kid together. Oh, for reals? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he left her for Giselle Bundchen. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I know her best as the wife in John Wick who doesn't get to do anything but be in a photograph. <laughs> <laughs> she, dies, she dies immediately. <laughs> it's only seen in a photo. Um, Four days on set. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number two is John Cusack. Show of hands. Who had John Cusack? John Cusack. I'm raising my hand now. Everyone can yeah, see. you are. Uh, so Oliver gets two points for that. Yay. And everybody else said Kate Beckinsale, though, right? I said Kate Beckinsale, yeah. yeah. I'm everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you say, Karen? I said Eugene. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Didn't mean to rub it in. <laughs> no, I <So>, said <laughs> You still have a chance in this thing because Ian's only got three and Oliver's got two, and you get to go first in this final round. And it might be the most messed up of all of the ones that I've presented thus far. I was I was right. It was Kate Beckinsale number one. Oh yeah, yeah. Kate Beckinsale's number one. Yeah, Beckinsale. Yeah, I like seeing Mia Sarah and Kate Beckinsale number one. I I didn't love the results of this next one. Uh, (laughs) The film is the most recent adaptation of Little Women, directed by and written 
written, adapted by Greta Gerwig from uh, 2019. Ooh. Karen, who do you think landed in that top slot? You You said the order is weird? Uh, Yeah, I think it is. I think I can honestly say that it's a weird decision. It's not a decision. It's just an algorithm, but it's still Mm -hmm. weird. In that case, I'm going to go with Laura Dern. Ooh. Okay. I like that. Which is no offense to Laura Dern, it's just because she's not one of the main little women. <laughs> yeah. She's she's uh Marmy or whatever. No, she is Marmy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um what do you think, Oliver? Or uh, sorry, Ian. I gotta go with Timothy Chalamet. Oh, that's a great answer. Damn it. The internet loves Chalamet. <laughs> <laughs> but there's some very internet like there's some beloved internet figures in this cast so it's tough yeah, yeah. and oliver what do you think because of the whole harry potter thing i'm gonna go with emma watson oh that's smart oh. because she just has a following and harry potter in that generation they love her so i don't know i'm gonna go with her that is smart is somebody's uh I, pot ready yeah I think my instant message was on. That's that little beep was. But it was like approving <laughs> my answer, you know. It's that Sarsha Ronan cussing him out for not getting picked. Yeah. She's texting <laughs> him directly. <laughs> that, that, that was my lifeline. Sorry, I was getting, I was using, I was cheating. No cheating. Um, <laughs> okay, is everybody locked in or would you, Karen, would you like to change your answer? No, I'm going to go strong for Laura Dern. Going strong for Laura Dern. She's had, there's really been a Dernissance of the last few years. She's been uh, great. In Dern tootin'. Dern tootin' it has. I uh, thought today about like replacing all the mirrors in my home with like life size photos of Laura Dern just so I feel <laughs> good about myself. <laughs> and then I thought ultimately that would be creepy. <laughs> ultimately, but go ahead, do it. Something different, Laura. She's someone to look up to, you know. Yeah, great. Get a, get at least one, like you know, full size Laura Dern somewhere in the house. <laughs> you have to get it from Jurassic Park too. That that's important. You know, oh, if you um, like, the T Rex scene, you know, laying on the sleep, laying on the the was it a stick six Stegosaurus or like a Triceratops or whatever? Where she like rises up and down with it or whatever? Yeah, he's like feeling its heartbeat. That's a, that's a brilliant moment. Or like when she sticks her whole arm in a big pile of dung. Yeah. <laughs> there was something satisfying about that. I'm a, I'm willing to go be a, be on that island. But like when I saw her do that, I was like, yeah, I would probably stick my entire arm into a pile of triceratops shit. I probably would. That probably is no would. warm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I bet it would be warm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, okay, so I'm sorry to say, Karen, they put Laura Dern in the number five slot. No! They didn't I know. I expected her to do better. She won the Oscar. She, <laughs> she just won it. Um, but then uh, number four, with apologies to Oliver, is Emma Watson. I thought oh. she'd finish stronger. Dang. Yeah. Uh, Arguably the number, the lead little woman, Shershi Ronan, she's number three. Sarsha Ronan. Sarsha. Sarsha. Uh, number two is Florence Pugh. Yeah. 
She had a big year with Little Women and Midsommar. Couldn't be two more different movies. Pew is a fun Instagram follow, by the way. She's always on there, like, teaching you how to make British food or, like, making a cocktail. Not, it's not a bad time. It's yeah. so good. And she has, like, a really great uh, narrator voice, too, for when she's making the food. It's very calming. Oh, she really does. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, definitely, like, make you feel safe. We need yes, it right absolutely. now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's great. I think people like aren't completely aware of her yet because she's so different in every part she's played. But once they finally release the movie with her and uh, Scarlett Johansson kicking kicking people in the face, the, the Black Widow movie. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. They play like sisters or cousins or something, and uh, they have like Russian accents and they beat up people. So I, I can't wait. That's a potent combination. Russian accent and, you know, beating up, girls beating up people. Uh-huh. Yeah. Very, uh, I, I just give up. You know, if I saw them, I'd be that guy that turns and runs. Um, number one, I, you did it, Ian. Oh, yeah. Freaking Timothy Chalamet is the wow. number one person in Little Women. <laughs> Tells you all you need to know about this industry, doesn't it? it it's shocking, but you know, it's but it's people looking up the movies that the industry's making. So you just have to not have Timothy there in the first place. <laughs> people, people love Chalamet, man. They, they just do. Lo they love him. He's very charming and and a good actor. Like he's one of those ones that. Uh, his characters, even the ones that aren't necessarily smart intellectually, they just seem very wise and like he's he's great. I think I, I didn't watch that movie where he's a king, the king. Oh, I haven't seen that yet either. But yeah, in that's like, on Netflix and it looks muddy and boring. Yeah, no, it was. It was fun. It, he was just, it fun? The coolness. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. It's lots of fighting, right? Lots of battles. I mean, but there's a lot of great dialogue scenes, and he's really he's really great in it. Actually, it, it helps that he already looks like a like a medieval painting of a prince, just like the <laughs> angles to his face. It really does. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. It's true. Like it's half, just half. hard to it's hard to sell post Game of Thrones. It's hard to sell anything that looks like it's just GOT without dragons. Yeah, that's true. That's big. Because those dragons really took it to another another thing. gave you gave the whole, all the people like pets something to you know care about. Yeah. Um, Karen Chi. Yes. Always checking to see if you're still there. Oh, I am. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just listening studiously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's another fun one, fun couple things I found while looking over this stuff. Uh, in Little Women, number six was uh, Meryl Streep. Wow. Who just, just has a few scenes in the movie, so that shows you the power of Meryl Streep. Mm. But also... Hmm. The weirdness of the algorithm again. Somehow Meryl Streep is number two for in popularity. If you look up the movie Ricky and the Flash, <laughs> <laughs> where she, she's Ricky, so that's the weirdest uh, thing. So uh, I'm definitely gonna be playing this game more in the future. Thank you for being, uh, uh, you know, test subjects with where, this thing. It's, where did Odenkirk so come in? Oh, he uh, he managed to crack the top twelve. I think maybe he oh, did yeah, all right. Yeah, I I didn't write that down though. But oh man, me and my uh, girlfriend really enjoy Bob Odenkirk and Little Women because when he shows yeah. up, he's he's just so Bob Odenkirk. -y. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, I just, like, 
the line, right? He has the my little women line. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like he's I think he's a great actor. I think he kills it on Better Call Saul and Fargo and pretty yeah. much everything everything he does. But in that that was an example of me just going, Oh, that's Bob Odenkirk in this movie. I'm yeah. supposed, supposed to be taken away to another time and then then suddenly he runs in. <laughs> that guy I see every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so I didn't I didn't know he was in it going in because you just watched the screener you know and then it's all of a sudden oh man Bob Odenkirk all right it was yeah because they keep talking about when's he gonna come back when's yeah. he gonna come back and then you know you think it's gonna be like fucking Brian Denny or some shit <laughs> <laughs> it's Bob Odenkirk hey <laughs> um uh, so anyway, I thought that was uh, that was some uh, fun info. And Karen, did we get from you earlier a definitive answer on what you think is a good, like, nice, chill movie to watch right now? Um, I've been doing a lot of rewatching because I think just knowing what's going to happen chills me out. And the movie I rewatch the most often is The Parent Trap. So mm. I think I've seen that maybe four times since quarantine started. Which one? The Lindsay Lohan one. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fun movie too. It's Have so you ever fun. seen the one with uh, the uh, the, the original one? The first one, yeah. I haven't, but it's truly because the Lindsay Lohan one is so perfect that I can't. Anytime I'm like, I should watch The Parent Trap and I should watch this different version of it. I'm like, why would I do that? I know this one's rock solid. That's a Nancy yeah. Myers joint too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. It's really she is so. Uh, again it's back to that word effortless she was like oh. she was such a star and so amazing in that movie and in mean girls like like she in mean girls and in that movie in both cases she had more more than one identity and she's having that thrown at her as a teenage actress and killing it such a good actor so good yeah yeah for sure but uh since ian lost today it's time for him to take the l <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say that so bad I said it anyway, even though you won. You <laughs> it's your podcast, man. Fucking do whatever yeah. you want. Bounce on the handlebars. I love it. Yeah, you won. You're the winner. But but let's talk uh let's talk plugs for everybody, starting with uh Oliver Robbins. The movie's called Celebrity Crush. And it's, by the way, uh, thank you for using that as part of the game, the title. I, I really appreciate that. Oh, I, it's my pleasure because, uh, you know, I love, uh, you know, promoting what my guests are up to. And that's, uh, you know, I've found out over the years that, uh, that that kind of thing is easier for people to remember with, later when they're trying to decide, uh, you know, looking for a movie to see. They're going to be like, what was that movie Doug was talking about? Oh, I think the it was called Crash. It was called Crash. Let's watch Crash. <laughs> <laughs> what was that again yeah it was crash <laughs> there's two crashes to choose from and they're both awful in different ways <laughs> um okay so where uh, you can see it on demand uh, everywhere you get uh, your your movies right now that are uh, out there wanting to be seen no you know uh, there's you can't see them in theaters for the most part in this country so uh definitely support filmmakers uh, like Oliver Robbins and check this movie out if you can. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you for being here. It's a, it really is exciting to meet you because that was, uh, you know, I mean, it's probably, it probably scarier for you to be in it than for me to watch it, but Poltergeist was very, uh, 
very big movie for me. I, I had a blast doing it as a kid. It was just, it was a pleasure to be able to be in that kind of film. And uh, yeah, I, I loved it, you know. All right. Uh, Ian Carmel, you can watch him get the crap kicked out of him by bowling balls and <laughs> bowling pins and soccer balls. and all Watch stuff. Demi Lovato cover me in industrial lubricant using a mop. It all happens on Game On. Oh, okay. I, I thought you were just going off into you were like you know hoping for more future episodes. <laughs> That's it's on my list of demands for season two. No more ideas. <laughs> uh, watch game on. Listen to all fantasy everything, Doug. We can't. We'll have you on as whatever you whatever you want, man. Absolutely. We'll I know. I want to do it so bad. I've got like several different things. I I feel like I would be excited to rank. So uh, let's do it. Hell yeah. We, we fantasy draft pop culture stuff. Uh, yeah, so, so, so give it a listen. It's pretty fun. And Karen Chief, uh, another first-time guest, knocking it out of the park, get, reconnecting from Korea. She, <laughs> are you there still? Yeah, I think so. Can you hear me? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, working from home, so writing jokes for Seth Meyers for late night. Yeah, I guess that's my main plug. Plug that. I'll plug my Twitter. It's just my name. I'll also, I'll plug uh, Florence Pugh's Instagram stories. She does not know me and I do not know her, but I hope, I hope everybody watches. Well, let's, uh, yeah, let's get Karen Chi and uh, Florence Pugh together. And, uh, cause I think, I feel like they would enjoy each other. And, uh, um, thank you so much for doing the show. Thanks for having me. Um, what do I have to plug? Uh, just follow Doug Loves Movies on Twitter if you're a Doug Loves Movies fan. That's the place for all your direct Doug Loves Movies talk and uh, less, uh, you know, about all the other nonsense that's going on right now. But uh, my main Twitter is full of stuff that gets me unfollowed daily. Um, <laughs> that's an accomplishment. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to lose fans, but also if that's how they feel, then okay. Trying, <laughs> uh, trying try to make the best of it. Um, again, one more time, thank you to Kara G, Ian Carbell, and Oliver Robbins. As always, I don't know. Maybe it was Utah. Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold is viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, cause Doug loves movies. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.